Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society. How to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of. One that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I have extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on the Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. So we are moving through this time that we're in right now. And we're doing it, I would say, pretty well. Because the way that we're operating as leaders of legacy, as long as we continue to progress ourselves in this momentum of exchange, of new energy, 
and reorganizing consciousness to be supportive of ourselves and other people, we then begin to triumph over a new platform that allows us and our brain to be elevated. So as we begin to move through these tunnels of the unknown in aspects of our lives that we ourselves are learning to navigate with with love and grace and ease, right? And removing ourselves from the calamity of discord that keeps wanting to beckon us to join in in the masquerade, in the design of separation and fear and 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 most importantly, disconnection. At this time in our evolution, there are certain points, key elements that spirit is waiting for us to move into and hold space for so that they can access different evolutionary energies that are available multidimensionally and bring them in to those spaces that we hold and allow us to bring in the new intelligence that will create what we call a mass effect on the planet and not in a way that is just hidden behind the scenes. I'm talking about in a way that is actually bringing about a conversation of intellect that is a memory that we all have in us that we have forgotten because we've chosen so freely with our free will to elect to come to this planet and erase our memory for the process of understanding discord and understanding the frequencies that led our brothers and sisters into the peril of darkness and how are we going to be able to navigate into that realm of darkness if we don't understand what it took for them to get there so the so the aspect of of confusion that human beings go through is because a lot of them always ask the question of why am i here and and, and what is my purpose and what am i here to do and i'm sure there's some of you who are listening who say that to yourself and that does come up a lot as conversations with people of wanting to find direction in the course of their life. And as we begin to unveil these energies and hold space in the certain energies that need to be held space in, right? During these very challenging times, we are actually creating a beacon that allows other spirits and other beings to hone into and create a collective surge of information and intelligence and know-how that is easily delivered into the minds of millions and billions of people simultaneously. And this begins to unlock and unravel the cloaking that has been put on you so that you could go into those very different frequencies that led our brothers and sisters down that rabbit hole of human despair and pain and hurt and sadness and war and you name it as 
those veils are being lifted and peeled back, it allows us to begin to um, shift those frequencies and uncover the memories that are inside all of us of who we are, why we are, and what we came here to do. And the to-do aspect, and I really want to share this with you, because a lot of times people would get really caught up in a very linear way of to-do. The to-do aspect isn't singular. It is quantum. It is, it is elective. It is chosen by you. And it is not something that is coming from a golden scroll out of the sky that is saying, hey, this is why you're here. You need to do this. This is your mission. Um, and this is what you have to do. This isn't a 007 James Bond, you know, here's your mission. And then it catches on fire and disintegrates. Your path is generated through your desire and your passion and your love and what feels intrinsically harmonious and right. It's an organic passage. So the energy isn't singular, like one thing you've come here to do. It's a multiple of many things that you come to do, like building blocks to a bigger, more expansive experience. And each experimentation that you choose to go on opens up an energy form that links up with another energy form that you have experienced. And before you know it, all of those experiences and all of those energy forms creates a bridge, a technology that allows you to enter that space to receive the, the flow of information intelligence that is being easily delivered right now on this planet. And so that's why it's important for you not to get involved in any type of energies that are creating what we call um, disturbances within the patterns of your life. So the patterns of your life are the weavings of intelligence and things that you have gathered from the time that you were a child to where you are now. And those weavings have come through experimentations. It could be the experimentation that you did when you played on the monkey bars or when you rode your bike for the first time and how it made you feel or the first time you experienced love. All of those different experimentations, which means that your experience in this body as a human being on this planet, breathing oxygen and eating and all of these different choices you've made have built a certain line of information and technology that when combined creates a stronger field of consciousness that allows you to be able to move the energies on this planet in a way that makes it easier for your brothers and sisters to move energy. And it becomes like, not that you're just a cog in the wheel, you become this super powerful force that is charging up other super powerful forces while they're charging you up. And it becomes this beautiful orchestra. Like if you've ever gone to a symphony and you see the, the person who is conducting and then they tell you the trombones playing and the clarinets play and then the bass plays and then the drums and then the harp and then, you know, all of these different instruments, right? Well, that's exactly what we are. We are instruments that are designing God. 
Let's take a breath with that for a second. And that is why music has such a strong influence upon humanity, because we are those instruments. And we are literally, each and every one of us has a frequency, an energy that is so powerful. I'm talking like powerful, that when played and when joined with our fellow sisters and brothers, creates this powerful symphony that creates God. So when we come out of the programming of God in this way of being um, malicious, me and vicious and mean and upset with you and angry and willing to throw you into hell and and punish you and and do all these things to you that you have to that you have to work hard to prove to God that you're good and all these different things are constructs that are not held within divine intelligence. Their constructs held in the old prehistoric energies of development within the psyche of the mind and the energy of feeling abandoned and the energy that is creating a need for superiority. The consciousness of directing one to utilize force and superiority and dominion over another person and over yourself. So the idea is in order for you to be able to fall in line or to be able to play that instrument, the old construct was to be utilizing discipline and fear as a motivator for you to be able to find the resonant key within you. But that doesn't actually function properly because the people who designed that level of information thought that they could uh, magistrate this energy for themselves through fear, through dominion and domination over people and also through the idea of authority, punishment, and utilizing punishment as a collective um, viewing so that other people's would other people would see the suffering administered to a person because they did not obey those um, ideas and concepts and then you would be afraid that this would happen to you and you would then fall in line and start to look for that resonant tone to support those who are asking for you to play your note so that they can get that instrument of yours to do what they want it to do, to create what they want it to create, which in fact doesn't work. That's like playing an instrument that and wanting to get a certain note or sound from that instrument and not really understanding why it's not playing the, the note that you're looking for. And so you get mad and keep hurting the person until they actually find the note, but that instrument doesn't play that note. And that's the problem that we see on the planet today is that there are people who are being forced to play the instrument of their technology, which is their being, in a way that it was not meant to be played. They are being forced 
and they're being put into subjugation and dominion to play their instrument incorrectly that can't even be played in the way that they're doing it because they're under rulership and they're under domination and they're under subjugation and oppression. And so when we don't allow those discordant patterns of oppression and domination and so forth to direct and dictate to us how we're supposed to play our instrument and we begin to organically fall into the place of pleasure and ecstasy, bliss and passion and desire that is naturally governed because it feels good to feel good, you know? So the idea to feel good to feel good is literally the energy that we're looking for or that we're holding to move into through the process of elimination of the old frequencies that were there to dominate, suppress, and, and, and instill fear as a form of wanting us to find the instrument within ourselves, which we are, the technology, and find that, the play this instrument and the note of that instrument for the purpose of what those who want to dominate want that instrument to be played like, which does not build the bridge or contribute to the orchestra of the collective surgeons of, um, of creating God. So what we're actually creating is a different type of God. We are creating a God that is um, orchestrating its power through dominion and oppression for the sake of taking over other planetary realms. So you know the technology of of this of what comes from this intelligence when you see beings going uh you know hubbles and shuttles going into outer space and all of these things don't think for one second that the ones who are sending these things out have any plans on finding life in a peaceful way if they come across a life form or a designated location where there is life or other forms of beings and so forth just as in the movie the avatar they will seek to take dominion over their realm as well because the operating force of intelligence is still creating and operating from the source of the God that they're creating through this discord, which is a God of dominion, a jealous God, an angry God, a God that wants what it wants. And if it doesn't get it, it's willing to punish you and, 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 and be done with you. And so, you know, I'm not here to, to judge and say, you know, people who believe in that God is wrong and I'm here to make a, a, a suggestion of that they have to understand that if that's the God that they choose to be under dominion then that's what they choose but those who are now recognizing as the veil is being lifted because of the space that are being held by so many leaders such as yourself and because you're doing all of these things in your life to up level 
And when I say up level, meaning when you're meditating or you're learning shamanism or you're doing rituals or you're, you're, you're using magic or you're using your lexicon with words that are actually keeping you lit and you're um, communing with other people who share the same thoughts and attitudes, you are creating what we call the collective space that allows more intelligence to come through and lift those veils so that you can orchestrate yourself as a as an instrument in individual instrument in its own power collectively resourcing with everyone else's instrument who is also within that collective understanding and then begin to play the key that allows you to create the god that is necessary to bring peace and love and harmony and joy and elation and bliss and everything into this planet and into every other planet we come in up upon and connect with. And so a lot of the reason why you see technology being built incorrectly and why you see technology not being ethically sourced. And when I say ethically sourced, meaning that it's not for the purpose of forwarding our species. It's for the purpose of collective identification of our species, the collective information gathering so that it can learn about ways to keep us in that, in that space of disconnection and denial of what we really are and who we really are. And when we look at the way the system has built their collective organizations, not all, but a great majority of the system and collective organizations are built to keep people codependent and entertained. So for the purpose of not allowing them to find the information within them that is being brought forth by other beings and spirits in the spirit world. So what they have to do is make anything spiritual or anything that seems too outside of what they're wanting to put people in considered to be crazy or that you are doing something against the grain and that you're defying God and that you're going to be punished. And they have to keep instilling the idea that you're going to get in trouble. You're going to be punished. They have to look for your weak points. You're not going to get love. You're not going to make money. You're not going to be able to do the things that make you happy. You know, you, you know all of these things, you're not going to get into the kingdom of heaven as if you have to buy a ticket and then win a lottery to go to heaven. All of these things are, um, are created as what we call dominion holds. They're there as uh, servants to make sure that everyone obeys and follows the God that they're creating so that they can utilize the power of the collective to go to other planets like Avatar, where they want to take over their resources and so forth which is what they've been doing from from the beginning beginning understanding of we're going to take your resources and we are going to utilize your resources to take dominion over our own people which goes all the way back to Atlantis goes all the way back to the beginning when we first 
indigenated with the animal species and all different colonies came together and made an agreement and a pact that they would come here to earth to continue to thrive and share their DNA with each other and grow a new life form, which we are. And then decided those being some of those beings decided to use their power and think that they can create a new system, a new God, and then started using the power against those who were coming from place of peace and a place of love to take dominion over them and formulate a God that would take dominion over them, which they are the ones who are creating with the collective surgeons of directing people instruments to play the way they want it to play by using fear, using the fear of death, the fear of removal, the fear of desecration, the fear of all of these things to get people to fall in line and do exactly as they say. And so as we begin to understand that there are beings that are wanting a God that is oppressive and, and, and dominant and based in fear and will make you suffer if you do not do what is supposed to be done. However, there is a new way to begin to surge. And what I mean is that the surge is the energy where we begin to use discernment to surge the energy comes through through the understanding of, of love. And when we get into that place of love and we start to feel how good love feels, which is the surge, we begin to say, I want more of that surge. And the more you get that surge, everything else that was not harmonized with love begins to go back into the light. And this is what I mean by, you know, embracing the darkness or people say embracing your shadow and changing it into the light so that way you're able to become ascension ascension doesn't mean you're going to disappear and end up in another dimension ascension means that you're going to pull yourself out of the old frame of consciousness and where you've been playing your instrument for dominion control collectively that the people want to hold to actually stepping into a space where you are operating and creating a new god creating a god that is based in love and healing and transformation and joy and pleasure and all-inclusive love for everyone and that everyone matters and everyone exists and that we all can be together and we all can thrive and we can build ethical sources of technology that can assist us and thriving and being even greater and that we begin to build a planet with buildings and parks and beautiful landscapes that are supportive of the human dynamics of evolution as well as the animals and nature so that we can connect with our brothers and sisters in other parts of the galaxy that are cloaking themselves from ever being found by those who seek dominion over other planets and be able to share and resource technology together to go to other dimensions through other black holes to assist other realms in being in a place of love and a place of of joy and kindness where they may have had dominion situations taking place on their planet and we begin to assist them so all of this is possible and the way it's it, it keeps happening is every time you step into this idea of punishment or this idea of feeling you have to punish someone or find wrong in someone or that you have to judge yourself or make yourself wrong or beat up on yourself or any of these things, you realize you're operating from that 
technology that we're coming out of. And when every time you come into love and joy and pleasure and ecstasy and removing labels and restrictions about who you are to who you can be because it feels joyful, pleasurable, and organic in its nature, you are then stepping into being a part of acknowledging your instrument to connect with every one of your brothers and sisters' instruments and play the mighty symphony of sisterhood and brotherhood and to create a new God. Love you. Hey, Tribe. So the Tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the Tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the Tribe. Love you all and stay lit. Hi, Tribe. For today's share, we have Tommy Kosla, and we will be featuring one of his tracks called Maha. Check him out at Tommy Koshla. That's T O M M Y K H O S L A on Instagram. Love you.
Bay Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No, not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamanduric.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if anyone hasn't told you how amazing and what a genius and how powerful you are, let me be the first to tell you because there's no one like you in the whole entire world. And that's what makes you so beautiful and divine in the essence of you. Because the cool thing is, is that in life, we're never learning. We're always remembering. And that is what makes life so beautiful is to come here and remember who we are, remember our gifts, remember our talents, and just remember the knowledge and the wisdom that we represent to bring that forth in our leadership and then to be leaders amongst leaders, carrying the message forward of love, for our planet, and for all life. And that is so beautiful. And that's what Ancient Wisdom today is about. It's about giving you that that upgraded energy, that shift and lift mentality so that you can be your very best self. And I am so happy because I want to share with you this amazing woman who is in a studio with us today for today's share. She is one of my dearest friends. I love her so much. If I... if To explain... To explain to you my love for her, I couldn't even put it into human words because it's a feeling that's felt from deep within. She is such a beautiful soul. You know, a lot of times when you meet actresses and you meet people who, you know, are in the limelight, you think, oh, they must be so full of themselves and they're always thinking about themselves, but not this amazing woman. She is a true pioneer of change. She is a person 
person who shows you that spirit is here, it's real, and it can be felt and experienced in just the simplicity of life and acknowledging the beauty that's all around you. Every time I'm with her, I feel uplifted. I love being around her, you know, and it's just wonderful to have her here in studio. And for those of you who don't know who Kelly Rutherford is, well, let me just tell you, she's best known for her television audience as Lily on the hit show Gossip Girl. Kelly played the sophisticated, fashionable matriarch of the Upper East Side of Manhattan for six seasons. Kelly is also known for her former roles in television shows such as Melrose Place, Homefront, and Dynasty. She's such an amazing actress, and it's so wonderful to see her when she's on screen, but also off screen. Kelly supports women's and children's charities, and also she supports me and being my best self. And I love her. So welcome to the share, Kelly Rutherford. Oh my goodness, you're amazing. I'm just so happy to talk to you. I'm happy to talk to you as well. And I'm happy to talk to you because I really want people to, you know, there's, there's really people who, you know, who really inspire me and also who are there for me and give me wisdom and information to be able to keep going when there's times when I'm going through the difficult times in my life. And you're one of those people. And you, so you have to be, you know, here to share with the tribe because you have so much knowledge and it's just this innate wisdom that's inside of you that I love so much. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. I think we all go through so many things in our lives and sort of how we how we are transformed by them, right? It makes such a difference in in everything, how we choose to respond to what happens to us. And boy, Absolutely. I'm so happy our paths crossed. Gosh, it was at uh, Mind Body Green, yeah? No. Two years ago. No, I know it was Lacoste. I know it was Lacoste before that, but that was like brief. It was more that was more of like an introduction. Yeah, but you even know? in our introduction, we catch we we looked at each other's yes. eyes and we we yes. felt it was something. love at first sight. I understand, yeah. but then we didn't really, you know, get to talk until my body green. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah, sort of the friendship became strong. You know, together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which I'm very happy for. Yes, me too. Me too. So Kelly, with everything going on right now, you know, in what we see on the planet, what do you feel right now is something that people should or, you know, could if they want to, but when I say should, like meaning the sense that it would be beneficial for them to really focus on at this time? I was thinking today how we were, we're all raised to look for love outside of us. And more than ever, to go within and really find the love within ourselves and whatever, you know, ways in which you do that, whether it's meditation or the books you read or the podcasts you listen to, you know, a way or a technique to, to go within. If it's meditation, if it's writing, if it's, you know, creative visualization, whatever, you know, technique works. And I'm sure you have many, but just really that that our love is coming more and more from within us and we are sort of in that vibration or that frequency more and more and seeing with the eyes of love and having love, keeping love in our hearts because there's so many changes going on and really being patient and kind to ourselves through all the changes because I think there's a lot going on and 
the more we can love ourselves, the more we have to love other people, right? The more, if, if a parent doesn't love themselves, it's really hard to project love onto their children or to show their children love. Whereas, so then that goes on to the next generation, next generation. Whereas, you know, if we can be love and find that within ourselves, I think that's probably going to be our greatest, one of our greatest assets going forward. So you're saying that in for us to to emanate love to ourselves and be that love that we're emanating out into the world. Well, I think we have to discover it first, right? So what are the ways in which I can love and nurture and care for myself through this time, right? Whether it's eating well, resting well, taking time to go within, put on some music, meditate. You know, there's so many wonderful things in your book, wonderful ways in which you describe doing that as well. It, it's just going to keep us stronger because I think there's, you know, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of unknowns. And the more we can sort of stay in that space of love, for, and I mean, not having to kind of always get it from outside, like, you know, not always from a parent or a friend or a lover or a husband or, you know, that we can experience love, the greater love, the, the frequency, of, frequency of love on our own. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it, it's a literally what we're what we're stepping into is this, um, you know, this rebirthing process of the human nature of, is to truly become a self regenerating love, you know, uh, amplifier into the world. Yeah. Well put. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you articulated like in one sentence what I was trying to say, like for like five minutes. No, it is beautiful what you're saying. I mean, do you feel like people right now are finding that path in what you see out there? Like, what do you, what do you've been witnessing during this time? I, I for see your- many things, right? I mean, we're, we're seeing sort of the, the collapse of old ideas, old structures, and then we we're seeing, you know, the development of new ways of being or ways of being that have been around for many years, but are now sort of getting uh, a microphone, right? Or a voice that people are going, oh, wait a minute, this resonates so much more to me now than this old, these old systems. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a real reset. It's been given us time to really think about what, what we do prioritize, what is important and time for ourselves to go within. Isn't that interesting? uh, Like how, you know, we've been so distracted and so caught up in like the Maya of life that we then when this whole coronavirus thing comes, it actually starts revealing to us like this is this is what's really important. And here's what you've been putting your energy to. Do yeah. you think we needed this, Kelly, to get to this self-realization of ourselves? Well, I don't think it would have happened unless we needed it. Good. I like work. to think of like things that. that- that way, right? And I think all that's happening is necessary. Um, and what will stay and what will go, we don't know, right? So what things aren't always as they seem. So, you know, it's better not to react and get too one way or the other right now because so much is changing and evolving and very quickly and at a pace that's that's much quicker than we've been kind of used to because we're waking up to it. So it's, it's like when you sort of are busy doing your thing, you aren't aware of the bigger pictures sometimes of what's going on. And now because we sort of had to stop 
being busy, we've had to wake up to what was really going on. <laughs> and that takes a minute. You know, it's like when you realize, you know, something about your life that you had no idea was going on your whole life and it, you need a moment to process it, right? So I think this has been a great time to process certain truths that are coming forward. I mean, 2020 is about clarity, truth. It's all going to, it's all starting to really come out. So the thing is not to react because some things will naturally, you know, balance themselves out too. Right. Do you think as a celebrity that you have found throughout the years and being in the limelight and so forth, that it has been a challenge for you to be able to, to, you know, to step into that space from the world of media and everything that you're a part of and what comes along with it? What do you mean? In what way? And like, you know, when you're in media, you're like traveling, you have paparazzi, you're this, you have people in your business, they're writing about you and all these things. It's like, did you find it difficult to, because you're, you know, you're a very grounded woman. Did you find it difficult to step into that grounded place? And how did you do it? Because there's so many people out there who are in that world who still haven't come back to like, I'm a human being and I'm, you know, I'm just like everyone else and I eat and I, you know, I live my life and I, you know, and so forth. That realness about you, how did you, uh, how did you get, stay in that space with all of that fame and all of that that's around you? Well, I think a lot of it is probably the way I was raised, you know, and also just, I, I guess, because the reason I, I, became an actress was because I love people and I, I find us all kind of funny and how we are. You know? <laughs> so I, I guess there's humility in that, right? So there's humility in realizing that, you know, some of the characters I play or this or that, it, there, there's humor in life. There's, we're all kind of figuring it out and we've all been told different things growing up and we've all you know, and we, again, I think when you don't have to have it from the outside, it's easier. Like, it's great when it comes from the outside. It's great when you get acclaim for your work or what you do or whatever, but that you don't require it. In other words, it's a difference, right? It's the same thing about love, right? If you, I don't know quite where that comes from. Maybe just, I mean, I guess it takes resilience, right? To go into a room and audition or go into or perform in a way. And it's not my natural thing. I tend to be very quiet and I'm not a big crowd person. You know, all the events and the dress up, my mother always laughs and my friends always laugh. They say, Kelly, you know, you'd much rather just kind of do your own thing. And so it's not something, it's not, a, it's not the part of what I do that is my everything, right? The part that I love is playing these characters and having fun. Do I like to make a living? Yes. Do I love to support and promote the things I'm doing? Yes. Do I love like anyone else when someone enjoys my work? Yes. You know, all those things. But I think it's kind of where you're coming from. And I love to show how, you know, that we're all real. We all have our funny, there's so much humor and it feels good to be authentic, right? So, and it makes us laugh. It's what's wonderful about you. I mean, you can be this super shaman. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Shaman Dirk's amazing. He's got all the wisdom. But you can laugh and you can, you, you, you are authentic in who you are. And that, 
And that's, a, a, I think, a gift. I think it's a really nice thing to say, look, I may have been through some things other people haven't been through, So, but, but I'm sure we've all been through something. You know, you it's how you respond to the things that happen to you too, right? So you can either stay loving and become more aware or you can close off and kind of go a different direction, right? Absolutely. You were actually, you helped me and uh, Princess Marta because uh, you, I remember I was having problems with the whole paparazzi and I was like running from car to car to like get away. And you said something to me and I've been using these words with every single friend of mine who's actually blowing up and coming out into the media. And I said, you know, one of my dearest friends, Kelly Rutherford said to me this, she said, just stop and let them take a picture of you because that person with the camera has to eat they, they could have a family, you know, you don't know what their situation is. And instead of running and like getting all messed up and everything, because you're trying to run away from the paparazzi, just stand there, let them take a picture of you and then go about your day and do your thing. And that's what me and Princess Marta have been doing from since because of that, we've taken your advice and it's been amazing. And I've been sharing that with other friends and they're like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Like Kelly told you that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I just love a, the, like your very simplistic wisdom. <laughs> it's practical. <laughs> it's practical, <laughs> practical, but I would have never thought of that. And there's a lot of other people who would have never thought of that, right? So look, normally when you're being chased, you run, right? So it's yeah. And say, would you like to go ahead and just take my picture? You know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's practical wisdom of yours that just really, really just uh, amazes me. You know, and 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 with that practical wisdom is the simplicity of it. It's the yeah. it, it, I call it simple wisdom, and that's when I then I think about you. That's how I perceive you. Is like you give these really simple formulas that have great impact. And so mm-hmm. my thing uh, is, you know, when it comes to uh, people in the world right now and, you know, the fears that are coming up for them, you know, what would you say to them right now? Those people who are listening, who have fears about what's going on, what would you say to them? Well, it doesn't serve anyone. So you can be in fear, but it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your family. It doesn't serve the planet. There's no upside to it, right? So like the Dalai Lama said, if you're not in imminent danger, be happy. Mm. So if, if you're not intruding, you know, if it's just the idea of it or the fear of it, that's different. And that's about saying, okay, how do I take my focus off of all of this and put it on? What do I love? What am I creating? What, what is it that I want to see in the world? And get quiet, take care of yourself, love yourself. You know, um, the best thing we can do now is be healthy, take care of ourselves, be sovereign in that way. Because it's, it's super important now more than ever to do that and not rely on all the outside. So the more sovereign we can be in our joy, in our health, the better. Yeah. And what does it do? It's like, what, do, what, what does it serve ultimately? It's, it's negative prayer. And so maybe just start instead of going or, or write down, maybe write down what your fears are, you know, be proud to say, okay, what are my biggest concerns and turn those into affirmations, turn those into a new story. So if, if I'm afraid of money, so, you know, abundance is my natural state of being and start looking around for where it is your natural state of being. Well-being is my natural state of being and start instead of noticing the lack, start noting, noticing 
the abundance, you know, start looking around for it and, and the evidence of that versus the evidence of the lack or the fear, what, what you're afraid of. It's, it's really a shift in focus and it takes time. It takes, it takes, it takes being in the moment aware of your thoughts and choosing them. Do you think that we, people go into fear because we're a very reactive um, culture? I think it's what we've been taught. Can you tell me more about that? Just like worry's been taught or it's all been taught to us. So if our parents said to us, oh, no, that's, that's just go, go over there and write about what you love. Think about what you love. Look at all the abundance we have around us. But, you know, we grew up with, with, we grew up hearing lack a lot, you know, that there's not enough of this. There's not enough of that. The world is ending that this, I mean, it's like, on and on and on, you know, whether you find that in the news or just belief systems around you. I'm not blaming parents. I'm just saying in general around us, whether wherever we are. And we pick it up. We pick it up. Look, if we were all taught to meditate, if we were all raised like the Dalai Lama, (laughs) life would look very different. You know, if we were all raised that we were special, perfect beings, the divine incarnation of something incredibly beautiful we would approach our world very differently, right? Mm. So every child born was blessed and raised as if they were a divine being, uh, which, they, which they are, instead of just whatever, then things, it, we, would, we, would, we would approach things different. And again, it's training. It's, it's like belief systems that have been in place for so long, we don't even question them. So I'm not saying we don't experience fear, that we don't experience all of the range of emotions, and that's okay. But more, the more we can work with our subconscious mind and work with techniques that get our focus on what it is that we do want and asking and praying for, or not, whatever word you want to use, visualizing, you know, creative visualization, vision boards, writing about it, thinking about it all day long, talking about it all day long, Instead of talking about our fears and our worries and the other stuff and our judgments, talk about the opposite. And it takes, it, it takes time, you know, because we have to re-kind of train ourselves. If you, if you thought that the world was going to end tomorrow, what would be something that you would uh, want to do? That's a really, really good question because everyone should be thinking that how do I want to feel what do I want to say to everyone how would I act if this was all going to you know this this version of my life this you know is going to go and start acting that way you know tell people you love them experience joy and you don't want to go out experiencing fear, right? You want to go out experiencing joy. Um, I believe there's much more than this where we are right now. I think this is all a really interesting thing we're experiencing. We've chosen to come in to experience it at this time. So really have an experience. Be okay with death. I think the thing is to, be o- to find your peace now right? Mm -hmm. Find your peace now. 
so that regardless of what happens, you're okay. That you've made peace with your family and you do consistently. If there are things that you want to do, do it. We should, I mean, we could benefit from living our life as if, you know, not that we are, we are thinking we're going to die. What I mean is just that you make peace with that there is something beyond this, that, and finding peace in your soul, that you'd slow down and enjoy what's here. Enjoy the planet. Like enjoy, I mean, I've enjoyed the flowers and the trees. You know, I've been living in New York so long. You know, just sit and look at a flower. I mean, why not? It's earth. We are here on earth. We don't know how much longer all of this nature will be here. We're moving into a very futuristic thing right now that we don't even know what that's going to, I mean, we're getting an idea of what that's going to look like, but it's very different. We don't know how it's going to affect all, all of nature. So really start enjoying nature, you know, it may not be the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like people are, 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 are creating these traps for themselves that's limiting them from being able to see the simplistic and beauty that you speak of? And if so, why are they doing that? It's just stuff we've learned and we picked up along the way. That's why I said there's, you know, be kind to yourself. Don't blame yourself. Don't be hard on yourself because so much of this is just programming we've learned. So it's as simple as saying, okay, that was then, that's programming, no blame for anyone involved. You know, most people don't have not known the difference. And just to say, I choose to start living my life in a different way now where I'm kinder to myself, more patient with myself. Think of it as if you had this small child and they're learning to walk and you're being so hard on them. Like, why are you being so hard on this? You know, be kind. That child's going to do so much better and feel so much more confident if you're like, hey, that's great. You know, this is good. And we have to do the same with ourselves. You know, really treat ourselves beautifully. Because the reason most of the time people don't treat other people nicely is because they don't treat themselves nicely or they weren't treated nicely. So I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying people should be held accountable for their actions. I'm just saying that, you know, for the most part, there's a reason we are who we are as a society. And the more people, and certainly there are great examples like you of people who are challenging that. And, you know, seek out the people who are challenging those old ideas and that resonate with you. And the reason you know it resonates with you is it feels right through your being. So find people that that can help guide you there. Books, you know, speakers. I love what you, you know, your book is so beautiful and, and really guides guides us through it. And Guru Jagat is amazing. There's so many good people out there now. And again, it's like an algorithm. You know, you start with Shaman Jerk, then there's an algorithm of wonderful people. It's like, it's like the light workers, right? You'll just automatically be drawn to the right people. Do you feel that, that where we are as far as for women, like what do you feel right now as far as where women are um, in our evolution and where women need to get to in order for us to balance our planet. It's interesting. The, you know, there's this thing where, where people say, well, women should smile. Why, you know, smile or, you know, be this or be that. And I always laugh. I says, because the truth is it's, they're saying, why aren't you in your power <laughs> in a funny way? Right. So <laughs> yeah. 
what they're trying to say is you have to read through things, right? Look past things or women. It's like, because we want to see women radiant in their power, full of joy, making decisions and the ways in which women can, you know, support each other. In other words, I think the more we get away from blame on the planet at this point, the better, because it just takes us back. It doesn't empower us. So what empowers us is to say, look, I'm going to help other women, right? I'm going to support other women because that's true feminism. If we're talking about, let's say, feminism as a word, which I think even these words now are limiting in their, in their, these old ideas, they keep us kind of stuck, but for the sake of whatever. And each, it's not, it's not even about women. It's about each individual right now. It's about empowering yourself and helping others like you. So if there's an issue around, let's say racism or sexism or all these isms, <laughs> for all the isms out there, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. You know, help each other. You know, it's like the blame and the upset. I get there's a history. Nobody's denying that there is stuff going on and that there has been history. But in order to stop repeating history, possibly, we need to view this differently and speak about it in a new way so that we bring about new things. And it's been built that we're sort of the battle of the sexes or racism and all these things are to keep people at odds with each other. And that doesn't do anything. There's no upside to that either. So how can we support each other as individuals and empower each other? And how do we empower ourselves? You know, and a lot of it's getting away from the blame and the, and the old stuff and seeing it in a new way. And you see it happening. You see women, you know, you see, it happening with race too, people supporting each other. That makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, no, good. no uh, everything you say makes sense. Of course. Well, you know, a- sometimes you're just kind of riffing. It doesn't. <laughs> you don't know. No, it's okay. You can riff away. That's why you're here. Okay. All right. You're right. here so we can share and riff. Okay. You know? uh, but do you feel like like some women are too much holding on to the past to the point where they keep wanting to? be right about their hurt so they can be angry? Well, there's, look, a lot of people don't want to heal because it's easier not to heal. And then there comes the blame again, right? I'm going to blame you for my not doing what I need to do in my life, right? So we can all stay stuck in that way. I mean, that's something I've had to deal with. You know, you can blame your parents your whole life for everything. You can blame your ex-husband. You can blame that boyfriend. You can blame your old boss. You know, we can stay there, but it doesn't, evolve you. So the thing is, it's okay if that's your choice, but you have to know that it doesn't serve you to do so. And that's about, we have to heal ourselves. You know, we really do. But what is this whole need to blame each other on the planet? Like, why do people need to blame each other and find something wrong with each other instead of finding love within each other? What is the illness that you think that humans keep carrying with them that makes them do that? Again, it, it could be many things. It could just be that that's what's known, you know, and, and we have to look beyond what's known and find other, other voices, other ways in which people do things. Like the same way that, for instance, I believe that if we looked at what other people, let's say as, as a country, 
we looked at, all right, who has the best educational system and in the world, right, globally, and why? And why aren't we implementing that? <laughs> or who has the best, uh, you know, employment? And, and what are they doing? And let's implement that. So why don't we look to who's, who's figured it out and look to them? And it's the same with healing. It's the same with, with, look at people that are successful. They're not walking around blaming everyone. They're just not. If you look at people that are happy and joyful and thriving, they're not living in that space. They, they may have had to go through a process of healing, which takes a lot of time and a lot of patience and a lot of reprogramming ourselves. And when I say program, just relearning how to be joyful. I think when you've been sad for a long time, you have to get quiet and kind of think of things and focus on things that you can remember what it feels like to be happy, what it feels like to feel good, to feel loved through your body, to feel loved by the universe. It, it's healing. I mean, I, it, it's taken me a long time to heal from certain that, you know, it just takes time. It takes time and patience and it's much easier to blame someone and it's like that Eckhart Tolle, Tolle or Tolle talks about the pain body, you know, sort of like you've got to realize we all have that thing. And it's like, how do you heal it? You don't feed it. You don't feed it with those thoughts anymore. But to sort of come up with new ways. Do you think that people who are moving out of that are looking for something new because they feel that it's really going to make a change for them? Or what do you feel that is that makes people not want to move from that place? Those are two questions, by the way. Well, I believe it's just the unknown, right? It's easier to take a side, like we're seeing it in, in politics right now, right? So we're seeing it where it's easier just to take a side and to hate and to be angry and to blame everyone instead of just sort of sitting back and saying, maybe it's not that simple. You know, maybe it's not that simple that nothing is really as it seems again. Right. So nothing is really as it seems. We'll see how it all plays out. But I think it's just a, a this concept of one is known and one isn't known. Right. You know what it feels like to blame, to be angry, to whatever, to feel sad. You know? And the unknown is I don't know what that that is kind of scary, you know? Why is so, it scary? Because it's just the unknown. In the same way that if you're happy, like the idea of being sad is kind of like, oh, I don't want to go there, you know? So it's, it's just, well, it's just understanding that it's just a, a, the unknown. So you inch your way, you take a step, you take one step at a time and you say, okay, today when I start to think those things, if, if I, it's like when I quit smoking, if it, if it wasn't an option, I didn't do it. Right. So my, I had a guy that was dating at the time and said, Kelly, just, just say to yourself, it's not an option. So what else can I do? So, and it really helped me, you know, I'd gone through hypnosis. I'd gone to places, you know, <laughs> to quit. And, and it really did because I thought, and, and visualizing how I wanted to feel and the reason I wanted to quit smoking. So I would sit and I would say, okay, I, it, my clothes don't smell. I can breathe. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I can see my skin getting healthier, my body getting healthier, eating healthier, being able to run, being able to do certain things. And I thought, gosh, when I have my kids, I don't want to smell like smoke, you know, all these things. So I just started 
going and it's step by step, right? So it's a combination of, okay, it's not an option to blame them anymore. So what do I do? (laughs) Mm. And it's not an, and, and what does it feel like to feel good? What does that look like to me? What is my life? What does my ideal life look like if I'm not unhappy, blaming, hate, you know, taking a side, having all these opinions about everything, judging? What does that look like? And a lot of it, you what you what you come to at, at, at towards the end of that tunnel is that you're safe. You're okay. You're okay. You are safe. It's beautiful. You know? Yeah. Do you feel what do you, what do you think the hesitation is with men? You know, because a lot of men in the tribe who, you know, there's a lot of men out there in the world who in the man tribe don't want to like go do this, you know, this introspection on themselves and do these things to make a change. Why are they dragging their feet so much, Kelly? I'm seeing a lot of men really step up, though. I mean, I'm I'm seeing so many men step up and sort of into their true power, I should say, because look, men are obviously physically stronger for the most part. So they're already powerful in that way. And thank goodness. And I I think it's happening. I really do. I think it's happening. And I think there are always going to be old examples of, of the old way and they'll just find their way. You know what I mean? It'll phase itself out. I really do see men stepping up, but if anything, you know, it's because of what they were taught just like women were taught to be quiet or to not be too sexy or not be too this because you know mostly to protect women we've said that because women are are incredibly powerful and and um just like men are and, and it's sort of finding a way to each manage our own and harness our own power uh personal power i mean which is radiance, right? Our radiance are, we aren't even, and you know, we're all given a lot of mixed messages growing up. So it's finding. So do you think that uh, when men are looking at the bigger picture, do you think they're seeing the same thing that women are seeing and just choosing not to step forward? Or do you think women see something different? What do you mean see something different? Like Because like when, when men look at the world, right? versus how women are looking at the world. Do you think they see the same thing or do you still, do you think that women see something different because of being women versus men being men and seeing something different? And what is it that you think they're seeing? Well, I don't think two people on earth see things the same way. Mm. I think we're all living in our own reality. Each person in your family, in the room, we all have it we're really multi-dimensional. I mean, we, we all see things differently, right? Each individual human is having a different experience. But as the collective feminine, I mean, if you are, let's say, it's, it's that um, women are sort of told, it's like we're not given too much confidence and we're told to sort of it's like our sexuality is all funny, right? It's like, and we see it sort of played out globally where, and men too, it's like if we could just kind of all relax around that part of it, because you have an unconfident girl, let's say walking into a bar with very, very um, dressed with very few items of clothing. Okay, let's say, (laughs) I don't know how to say, 
Whereas a confident woman walking into a bar with the same outfit on, it's a very different thing, right? So it's, it's owning whatever it is. So instead of, uh, in other words, we're taught to sort of cover ourselves women and to hide, right? Because what we are wielding is quite powerful, right? It has the ability to sort of turn people on or, and that doesn't mean just sexually, I mean, creatively, right? The creative, the woman creating, creator, in the bigger picture too. Mm-hmm. But we aren't really always, some women have been, but we aren't always given the tools, right? There's a lot of mixed messages about confidence or weight or how we should look, how we should be in the world. I'm kind of scared, but then I'm confident. You know, there's a lot going on there. So, and it, I would imagine with men, it's a lot of, okay, I've got to be macho. I got to be cool. I can't show my emotions. I've got, you know, uh, I got to be confident in myself physically, but emotionally I may not be as confident in terms of me being able to express. So, and this is very generalized, obviously, which is why I say every person is so different. Every human on the planet is so unique. They are, but there is a bigger, there is a bigger overall. Well, there's a collective, yeah, there's a collective history or the, yeah, or, or type, right. That we try to be, but a, a lot of it's just real learning. It's saying my power, my sexuality, my intelligence, my radiance comes from within and harnessing all of that. And it's the same with men. It's like, you can tell the men who have harnessed it and are okay with it. Just like you can tell the women who have that are comfortable with who they are. And that's a human journey, whether you're a man or a woman, that is a human journey. And when you step away from the magazines, I love magazines, but you know, this idea of weight or how we're supposed to look and the same with men or how you're supposed to be or being able to express your emotions. When we step away from all that, who are we? That's a very good question, actually. Who are we? So, and that's, and you see it, we see examples of it, you know? So I think it's like, look to the examples of the men who are very authentic and very comfortable in their being. And it's the same with women. And look, look at what we're seeing. We're seeing that happening. We're seeing it happen in fashion. I think it's already, I think it's really happening naturally, which is men are, we're going to the extreme where you see a man who's feminine with a beard and fake nails, right? You're seeing like, we're all morphing. It's like, you can be anything you want to be. This is a human experience and we don't have to be defined anymore as an individual by masculine, feminine, this, that, how we look on the outside because there's lots of changes happening there. You have transgender happening. You have all the versions of that, whatever they're called or not called or whatever you want to call it. It's just an expression that's happening of extremes, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can all relax, <laughs> stop being so rigid about things. In other words, let why I I mean, there's nothing sexier than a man that's in touch with his emotions, you know. And there's really probably nothing more sexy or powerful than a woman who is in balance with her masculine. And yet, it keeps us from being fully expressed and fully in our power. Why? I don't know. Through society, I'm sure we've done it along the way to protect on some level. I don't think it was all like 
a bad thing. I think we wanted to maybe protect women because we, maybe we lived in a time where that was more important. You know, I, who knows? These things all came about for whatever their reason, right? Some good, some maybe not. But what are we going to do with it now? Why do people gonna, have such a problem? Why do people have such a problem with people being different? They don't. And the less we, we put on it, the better. In other words, a lot of it's how we frame it, right? Uh-huh. So these are old, we keep having the same conversations. And so we're going to get the same results, right? So we, we keep thinking the same thoughts. We're going to get the same outcomes and the same actions, and the same outcome. So we just have to reframe all these things. And I know we are. We're reframing them, getting new languaging around them. There are bold, bold people that are coming out as fully themselves, whatever that looks like. And it's not, this is what I, I, it's kind of what we're talking about before, is that the languaging and defining things so rigidly is, you know, left, you're left or you're right, you're black, you're white, you're this, you're that, you're male, female, all the, is it what, polarities? It's like all the extreme. Like, let's find a place to be that's not so extreme. Let's just be. And allow that person over there to find out who they are and go through that process without being so harsh on them. But again, that comes back to us not doing it to ourselves, you know, not being so harsh on ourselves and allowing ourselves to be who we need to be from a place of love and, you know, common sense. So do you feel that uh, that the way, the reason why human beings are not operating and letting people just be who they are is because they're not comfortable with themselves essentially is what you're saying yes brilliant so the, so the key element here is that the reason why we have so much conflict on the world in, in the world is because people are not being comfortable with themselves and so if they're not being comfortable with themselves they can't be comfortable with something that's completely different from themselves it would just completely cause them to be more afraid of themselves. And that would cause a lot of inner turmoil. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. I love how I talk on and on and you can sum it up in one sentence every time. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. I love it. (laughs) When I grow up, I'm going to have that talent. (laughs) I love you. I love it. It's a gift. But you know, there's this interesting thing that you were saying about, um, the female thing, I want to go back to that because that was really powerful. And there's that whole idea of like, if you walk into a bar, you can come in with very like scantily clad clothes. But if you're very strong in yourself, you know, then it changes the dynamic on how you're being seen. And that brought me to something that you were saying there. And I really kind of want to go into that because what you're basically saying is, is that it's not really the clothes of what the person is wearing. It's the energy of the person internally and that internal energy is creating what people are perceiving with the clothes that makes the whole entire picture be what it is. And so it's interesting. Why do we, why do we so much put so much attention on how we look and, and, and what we look like when it's always coming from the inside anyway? What are your thoughts on that, my love? It's just, I, I think it's just a, it's just what we've known. It's just how we've done it, right? It's just the way it's, um, it's capitalism. It's, um, you know, it's consumer collectivism. It's, it's a lot of things because it, we aren't given those tools, right? As a society, some maybe more than others, it, you know, 
kids aren't meditating and learning shamanism in school. They're not being taught to look within. They're memorizing things that, you know, like, you know, you've talked about before many times and I, you know, totally understand, which is we're not being taught that. That's not what's being served. So, you know, I think we want, and the reason we look to people who are that way and we want to know what they're doing, what is it that she has or what is it that he has? And that's what it is. It's that authenticity. It's being comfortable with themselves. It's expressing themselves in ways that are fulfilling to themselves that do no harm to others. You know, it's, we want women to be confident. We do. And we want men to be, you know, in their power and in touch with their emotions and their feelings. We want women comfortable with their sexuality. And the more we talk about what we want, the more we will get it. The more we keep focusing on the things that are wrong, the things that have gone wrong throughout history, not that we have to forget them. We just don't have to talk about them over and over. The more we'll see this new way of being, we'll see people that are more in touch this way. The more we can walk away from the blame and say, you know what, it's not, not doing anything. So we want this. And the more we talk about how we want it versus what we don't want, the better. And if in relationships with each other, we can share with each other what we want and what we like instead of finding things wrong, the better too. I mean, for a woman to say to a man, I love when you tell me how you feel. And when a man can say, I love your body and I love the way you express yourself. It's beautiful and you're safe. The better. And with kids, let's focus on what they are doing right. You know, I know as a mom, you know, you're always looking, oh my gosh, I've got to protect everything. Think of everything that could possibly go wrong <laughs> and tell them so that nothing goes wrong and they're always safe, right? <laughs> so you're like, and I had to catch my, I'm like, oh my God, I want to say so many things when you walk out that door. I just have to say, you're always safe. You're always divinely guided and protected. And I love you <laughs> because, you know, it's, and focus on the good. It's like the more the more you focus on what's working and the things that you want. Like when when there are things that your love is doing, just say, "I love when you do this. I love when you do that. It makes me so happy. It makes my heart so happy to see you when you do this." It's it's a better way of being. Relationships, you know, aren't about finding what's wrong with each other. And I think that we've been sort of in that space for a long time. What's wrong with everything? Well, look at what's going right. Find what's going right in your own life. Even if it's mm. one, one thing, one, and focus on that one thing all day long. And you will, like an algorithm, you know, start attracting more of it. Worship all that you see and more will appear. Mm, I love that. So what, what, what did you find to be some of the challenges as an actress in your, in, in your world as, as you are today. You know, you're this Hollywood actress. You've done tons of really big uh, TV shows. What is some of the challenges that you get met with in, in being in the spotlight and being who you are? Oh, I don't know. I'm just me. I don't know. 
challenges. Ugh, I don't. I don't think of them that way. I just think that I'm blessed to do what I do. I'm so happy I found something. One of one of many things that I love to do. And you know, I go to work and then I come home and I don't really think about it. I I go and make my collage books and my vision boards and I see friends and I'm a mom and I travel or I I just live my life. You know, I don't. I'm not. I don't identify with it. My identity mm, isn't. That's good. Say that again. Up. That is good. You no, know, I just just what I do, and I love it, and I'm. I feel very blessed to do it. I love the people I work with. You know, in the beginning, yeah, I was learning what the process was, and you know, like any new business, when you're learning, and there's challenges, you know. But that's just in any business, right? So, and I'm constantly still learning. So. Do you think it's difficult for people because of their, they put expectations and that's because of what you just said was so poignant where you said, I don't like, you're like, you kind of just like blew it off. Like, like, oh, this is what it is. But then when I started really listening to what you were saying, what you're basically saying is, is that you're not, you love what you do. You're not, you, you're happy and you're grateful. I kept hearing grateful coming out when what you were just saying. Do you think it's that people lose that gratefulness and that's why they start meeting challenges? Well, you know, I think everyone's agenda is different, right? So it de- I guess it it depends on what level of success is, is you're going for. You know, I mean, maybe if I wanted to be, you know, Lady Gaga right now, I'd probably be really frustrated. <laughs> but it's not. I love Lady Gaga and I love watching Lady Gaga and I'm glad Lady Gaga's Lady Gaga. But I I'm me. I'm I'm having my own experience. You know, again, very simple things make me happy. So maybe I'm blessed that way that I I just find that I get up, I have my coffee in the morning and I'm like, ah, this is good, you know, and I enjoy my day. I see that as success, you know, for me, not that I, I mean, obviously I've been ambitious in my life. I've wanted certain things and I still do, but I guess my approach to it's different. Now I just write about it and visualize it and know that it's on its way and then divine timing. And I trust a lot more than I push, let's say, right. Than I used to maybe when I was, I did, I understand more the law of attraction and energy a little bit more. And, um, I trust that a lot to, to guide me to where I'm supposed to be. So maybe it's just a different, and sometimes I think, oh gosh, should I be more ambitious? You know, should I be this? But I really just listen to my inner guidance system. And I think, okay, people keep saying, oh, Kelly, do a podcast, do a podcast. And I'm like, you know, I'll know when it's right to do that podcast. You know, I'll feel it. And even though people are right and that there's something there, I have to listen to my own truth about things, right? Yeah. I mean, I love what you're saying right now because there's a lot of people in the world right now who are very much about like creating expectations, creating agendas. And I love what you said, which is like, there's a divine timing and there's a moment where everything goes into flow. And there's this, a part of you that's just like, I'm just going to show up every day, have my coffee. And I'm going to say, yeah, this is fun. This is great. You know? And I think, I think if people did that more, like, this is fun, this is great. And if they can't say it's fun, it's great, then I don't think they should be doing it. I mean, do you agree? Right. Well, I think it's yes. And I think it's also about alignment. So, you know, you can be hugely successful, uh, you know, out in the world and be not very happy and super out of alignment with your highest good, right? So 
it's more, I think about also about being in alignment with yourself. So you're not losing yourself in the process, right? Is, yeah, exactly. So if you're in alignment, you're going to attract all the things that are really good in your life versus you can go out and make a lot of money, right? It's just, just being in alignment, really. It's just being, you know, you, when you're in, when, when there's success and money and whatever it is that you desire, whatever that is, when you're in alignment and you don't have to leave yourself behind in the process, it's much more fulfilling. I, I really know. I really, I really like that because <laughs> I think, because I know, I think it's important because, you know, when you're talking, you're saying things and there's all these beautiful gems and, and, and seeds that you're planting when you're speaking that I'm grabbing from what you're saying and understanding the deeper meanings of them, which are so beautiful. So I just want to thank you. Like, I really appreciate you because it's so true. Because just hearing you say that has helped so many people already let go of so much because they're thinking, oh, I go into this and, you know, I have this thing and I want to do this thing. And I think it's, it's exactly, it's that alignment. And that alignment is about like what you said, which is I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm happy. I'm grateful that I even can work, you know, and like really be in that, in that space actually creates the true manifestation of more to come. And I love that. That's absolutely br- right. brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. So tell me, how can, people, um, how can people find you? How can they follow you? How can they get into what you're doing? Well, I'm on Instagram, just at Kelly Rutherford. That's where I am most of the time. <laughs> All day. <laughs> I think the Instagram thing has definitely go on become like the you know a place where a lot of people are hanging out these days. So uh, I love it. Excellent. Well, I'm so happy to have you on today, Cher, and I really enjoyed our conversation, sister, and I love you so much. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you for all that you're doing and your book has really really it's just I go back to it all the time and reopen it and read passages. I've like highlighted most of it. It's like, it's like the opposite of most books. It's like, it's what's not highlighted. There's only a little bit in your book. Everything else is highlighted. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I love you, sweetheart. I love you. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm really happy that we had Kelly Rutherford on the share because Kelly is a dear friend of mine. We met a long time ago. Um, actually, here's a funny thing. We met a very long time ago at any um, event, a red carpet event in New York City and then um, for Lacoste. And we were taking pic- uh, pictures on the step and repeat together. And then we, we didn't talk um, since that. And like, we just met briefly through a friend of mine, Philip Locke. And then all of a sudden, um, I was invited to Mind Body Green um, by Jason uh, Wachov and Colleen. And she was backstage and they had made a movie about me um, and my healing work. And it was the first feature film that they did called Healers. And so she was actually backstage and I was backstage getting my makeup done. And I was wanting her to be a part of the Eyes of Love. And so we connected. And ever since then, we've been close friends. And she is a Scorpio just like me, which is amazing. Um, because with Kelly, I can talk to her about 
anything. And the sky's the limits. Like there's there's no, like, you know, you meet people in life, you meet actresses and you meet people who are famous and you wonder, okay, is this person real? Are they, you know, is this, are, you know, if I approach them, are they going to, you know, have this kind of hoity-toity, I'm better than you kind of thing because I'm famous, like woo, 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 right? And literally she doesn't. And she's always been just a loyal friend and just real. Like if I do something, okay, and she's pissed off about it, she will call me up and call me out. She'll be like, uh, what was that all about? And like, that's not how you do this. Like you shouldn't do that. And I'd be like, yep, you checked me. You got me, girl. Right. And, and that we have such a real relationship. And what I love about her is that, you know, she's been through so much in her life with, you know, the stuff that she went through or that was high profile public custody battle that she had to w- deal with with her ex-husband, you know, and dealing with the whole situation of her children and the father in Monaco, which is something she's fought for six years and, you know, um, eventually going bankrupt from it and then having to get back on her feet and fight for her kids that impacted her life in such emotional and financial ways and still Scorpio energy rise from the ashes like the phoenix and booyah there's kelly rutherford again you know kicking butt and doing things in the world and a lot of you who don't know her she you know i don't know if you remember some of the um later shows that she's done like melrose place and you know she's done um other other tv shows like uh, pretty little liars and the gossip girl and scream three And, you know, and she's done a lot more than that. And the thing that I love about her is that she's real. You know, we were in downtown uh, right before the whole COVID thing broke out. We were shopping for, um, for boxes that she gifts that she was, you know, putting together and stuff. And people came up to her in the street and was like, can I take a picture with you? And she's always cordial and she's always graceful and so kind and so loving. And she really shows you that a woman can persevere, but not just a woman, but anyone can persevere through very difficult times and still keep a beautiful bright side of life about them and how they perceive life and how they achieve life and we were walking down the street and then someone came up to me and was like oh my god shaman dirk and this whole family came and we were inside this place looking for boxes and they took pictures and so forth and it was really funny because people were coming up to her people were coming up to me and we had the same attitude it was not like oh god this is so annoying it's like this is the role we play in the world and if people want to come up and give us a hug or connect with us we're going to be there and show up and that was a really beautiful experience experience to see that because I've been around other friends of mine who are celebs and they could, you know, they don't really go into that space. And I'm like, why? And they're just like, because it's too much. And, you know, and it, and it shows a level of maturity. And, you know, and Kelly said something to me one day, she said, you know, Dirk, when the paparazzis are coming at you, and I'll never forget this, she said to me, because I used to have so many issues with the paparazzis like chasing after me. And she said to me, I really, I've, I've noticed that when you are getting pictures taken of you, you look frazzled and all over the place. She goes, so I really want to bring something to your attention. And I was like, okay, what is that? She's like, when the paparazzis come, what I do is I stop, I pose, I smile, I let them take a picture, I let them take a couple pictures, and then I continue about my way. And realizing that the person behind that camera has to feed their family or needs money to pay their bills. And they, this is how you're supporting other people. So they get a picture, so what? They get a picture. And you move on with your life. You don't need to be frustrated or frazzled or running from this place to that place to dodge the paparazzi. 
And it changed my whole perspective of having people take pictures of me and pictures of my, my personal life with my relationship and everything. And she's been such an instrumental force in my life to really helping me at difficult times. And, you know, we were, we did a, um, if, I don't know if you ever got a chance to see Guru Jagat had us on um, one of her TV programs, <laughs> me and Kelly on stage. I was wearing this uh, kind of like checkered kimono, you know, and what I love about her is that she will just go into any situation and talk about anything and everything. And I always feel like with Kelly, I can just lay it down with her. I can be like, you know what, girl, this is what's going on. This thing, that thing, what do you think? And she'll give me like an hour conversation on the phone and set me straight, get my mind in the right place. Sometimes I have as a shaman, and yes, this is true and don't think otherwise. I do have my moments where I have my ups and downs, right? But my downs aren't that long. They go up very quickly because I surround people around me who are powerful, such as yourselves, right? And that's the reason why I call you all leaders because there's no, I'm not walking before you and I'm not walking behind you. We're doing this thing together. And so having someone like Kelly who will call me on the phone and be like, hey, babe, you know, you seem a little bit down. I felt like I should reach out to you and see how you're doing. And even wherever she's at in the world, we're always like, hey, how's it going? We're always in touch and we love spending time together and we have quality time together. And she has so much wisdom. I mean, this woman has so much wisdom. The way she communicates truth and communicates it in such a very eloquent way for someone who has gone through so much in the media, has gone through so much within her family structure with her children and the situation with the judges and how they treated her and and, and the going through the whole custody and all that, you know, those are some serious situations that she's that she's had to go through. And, you know, and really being a mom and a woman in the industry and being a mother and really understanding like how do I stand there and fight for my kids and still make time for myself and still make time for my career and still make time for my friends and still make time for love and all of these things and so this is a remarkable and amazing share to have to have had her speak with you tribe and really it touches my heart because she is one of my dearest friends and i i love her so much and you know and when when i saw her on dynasty I love her characters that she plays because you see these characters that she plays, like especially when she was on Gossip Girl, which is completely different from who she is as a human being because she is the most loving, loyal, kind, real, honest, delightful, eloquent, beautiful soul. And it gives me great pleasure to have brought her on and share with the tribe her knowledge, her wisdom, and how we are moving and thriving through these times. Because, I mean, you know, the greatest thing you can have in your life is people around you who are not afraid to tell you when, you know, you just, you know, just not making think the things happen the way that you could make them happen because of certain attitudes you may have or certain ways you may be acting. And I always love how she'll, 
just come out and be like, this is what's really going on, Dirk. And here's what you're doing. And here's what you could be doing. And here's how lighthearted you can make it. And here's how heavy you can make it. And you can choose to look at it this way versus look at it that way and come from a different perspective instead of making it so heavy and so, you know, so, so difficult. And she really represents that Scorpio who's kind of like, you know, I've been to the darkness and I've been to it's a phoenix that rose out of the flames and the ashes and rebuilt myself and stood tall on my feet as a, as a, as a, a mother, a single mother, um, you know, of two beautiful children who literally devotes her life to being that beautiful mother and a beautiful friend and an amazing actress. And you know what? I'm not going to let the bad days or those uncomfortable days or the days that just make you feel like you just don't want to get out of bed days take me down. And I'm going to stand strong and be tall in my power of who I am by just not putting so much emphasis and so much heaviness on things, you know? And if you go to her Instagram page and you look at her posts, you'll understand what I mean. It's really about lightening you up and allowing you to feel the, the beauty of life through words and through beautiful energies that she's representing on her Instagram account, which is really a reflection of who she is as a powerful woman. You know, she leads with love and gratitude. You know, she is a person who is showing up every day and holding the space for women to say, you know what, I can do this. And also for men to say, hey, you know what, we don't need to be so hard on ourselves. And women, we don't need to be so hard on ourselves. And world, we don't need to be so hard on ourselves. And we can move through these difficult times times and do it gracefully. And to me, that is a beautiful thing because to have someone who's able to hold that space as a celebrity, as a mother, as a woman, as an actress, and as a beautiful soul, a beautiful light lover on the planet is literally going to benefit by anything that she does and anything she speaks about and shares because she really truly is uh, an amazing woman and role model for so many. And I'm really happy that we got to talk with her and share and listen and learn and be able to take in those beautiful, wonderful nectars and fruits to nourish ourselves with. So I'm glad you enjoyed the share. I've created The Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, The Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door, 
Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others, your partner, your children, coworkers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit.